everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And coming up today, we're going to talk about... Stuff. Uh, stuff and stuff. Engines. Really? <laughs> we're going to be talking about engines. Yeah. Uh, well, or... The First Nations peoples. Yeah. Of these United States and... Lamanites. Lamanites. That's as, what we're going to be talking the Mormons, about. Uh, at least historically, referred to them. They've kind of backed off on that, haven't they? Maybe a little bit. I think officially they have. But but when when they're together, they still do it. <laughs> you <laughs> Behind know closed do. doors. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you ask my parents, I doubt they've revised their belief on the matter. Right. Whereas that's not being taught quite so so clearly right to the younger generation but we'll explain all of that later yeah. uh, you'll understand the mormon relationship to native americans uh, uh, yeah a little better yeah. at the end of the show hopefully uh in if the we've meantime, done our job dan if we and we haven't we Which, don't we never who do knows that. who knows what our job is <laughs> Technically, we've written our own job description. We, we so. just turn on the microphone once a week and yeah, blather. Meh, meh. Well, Dan. Yeah, what do you got? I've I have uh, I have this strange like uh, what is it? Religion ban envy of mm. China. Oh, sometimes yeah. Like I don't believe it. Like like I know in practice that 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 oh acceptance and uh having an open maybe not acceptance but having an open society where people are free to worship yeah that that's that that's ultimately a good thing yes right yes um but boy i just love that the chinese just are like nope nope no church no religion don't don't you believe it i hate it i'm so (laughs) conflicted man uh because i want to just be like yeah Love it. Yeah. Uh, so there is a uh, well in uh, the Zhejiang province mm-hmm. in China. They have one of my favorite provinces. Beautiful. It's in eastern China. Mm. They have banned all kinds of religious activity uh, in their hospitals. Oh, so this includes uh, pastors going and visiting. Yeah. Uh, there's no more praying for the sick. There's definitely no preaching. Okay. Uh, and this is... Wait, uh, can family members pray for their nope. loved ones? No. N- just just n- knock it off. It, no, yeah, because um, this is according to a spokesperson for the hospital. Uh, the religious activities in the hospital have never been encouraged, uh, but some prayed silently, which is understandable. On the other hand, we all are here to support patients, but others made noise. Mm. reading the Bible or reciting prayers aloud. Yeah. And that's not good. <laughs> End quote. Uh, so it's a noise complaint. It's an, ultimately a uh, bothersome, bothersome and annoying activity Yeah, uh, that uh, the Chinese, uh, and it's apparently it's spreading to other provinces, but this is where it's really just it. like, okay, we're cracking down on this. Uh, and the reason that it would start in Zhejiang uh, province is because it's uh, well, uh, Wangzhou, which is a city in uh, that province, mm. uh, is has been called the Jerusalem of China Uh-oh. by some. Oh, um, because there's just a lot of Christian missionary activity there, and they have roughly one million uh, Christians 
living in the city. Oh, wow. Which, you know, in Chinese terms, that's not a lot of people, but... But that's a, that's a, that's that's a, a, it's actually a lot of people. That's a sizable Christian oh. community for and, a country that doesn't like the practice of religion. Yeah. And to be honest, I think we talked about this town maybe a year, year and a half, maybe two years ago, um, because this is the same town that was taking, forcing all the crosses to be taken down. Uh-huh. That rings a bell for right. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and now they're, they're on to this. Uh, it has really caused, um, some consternation oh. uh, amongst ch- Christian observers of China, yeah, uh, including the International Christian Concern, mm. which is a U.S.-based persecution charity. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Well, they've got the word "concern" right in the title. <laughs> They're very concerned. Uh, I or I mean, a, a persecution. Char- I just love that persecution charity makes one wonder. Are, are they raising are, money for? Are you pro or anti? <laughs> probably both. Probably pro-persecution of some groups and anti-persecution of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so there you have it. There you do have I, it. I just... I guess... I, I'm... I just want to like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, the the the... the, the, the and then I know, I just know it's wrong. Yeah. I know it's wrong, but I just want to like it. I just, you know, the worst, here's here's the thing. Here's where it gets, where where the rubber meets our road, is that, like, anybody who's gone to, who's had to spend more than a day or two in hospital in the U.S. has probably encountered the people that go sort of from room to room offering to sing you a song or whatever oh. offering to do all this stuff which is very sweet and whatever but sometimes sometimes there are like religious people or they'll say hey can i sing you some songs and then suddenly it's like jesus on the mountain and you're like no 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 but you don't want to be rude you know no, be rude. yeah go yeah, ahead and be rude uh, do you take requests yeah exactly shut up <laughs> this is my request would you like me to sing you a song it's not about jesus is it i don't want to hear no jesus songs you can sing about Mohammed. <laughs> That'd be funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and even even if you reject, if you reject the people that are sort of going from room to room, you have to hear them in the other rooms because a lot of times it's just like a curtain or just something that's separating. Your, turn your TV up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Excuse me, could you turn the TV down? We're trying to sing. Uh, no, no, no! Turn the singing down. That's why I'm the TV is up. The TV. the TV is up because you're singing. <laughs> why are you? Who brings a, a bagpipe into the hospital? <laughs> anyway, all right, we'll move on. Uh, I have this uh, uh, a fairly uh, upsetting story. Unfortunately, yeah, it just struck me as weird and so upsetting. Uh, there's so. Uh, this is, this takes place in New York. Um, there's a community, you know, there's a big Hasidic Jewish community mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah. Uh, the Hasidim are, are, are ultra Orthodox, very, very conservative, mm-hmm. very insular. They keep very much mm. to themselves and yeah. stuff. No outsiders. Uh, and they've actually apparently formed, uh, these, these, uh, patrol groups, that uh, oh. sort of walk around theoretically protecting the neighborhood from the riffraff, 
from the various and sundry. From, from the non. The anti-Semites that just, that apparently just wander the streets. Oh, oh, yeah. Looking for trouble. Okay. Uh, well, this particular patrol group uh, was looking for trouble of their own. They they encountered a, a, a young man named Taj Patterson, who uh, is black and gay, and they beat the living shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they were uh, yelling uh, hor- horrible things, uh, inc- including um, uh, homosexual epithets uh, at him. Calling him a faggot, and uh, and they beat him so badly that he is now blinded in his right eye permanently. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so two of these guys uh, have have recently. I mean, now these. So this is a brutal attack. Yeah. They were facing up to twenty five years in prison because I mean this is a hate crime. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, well, and a crime and a crime. Yeah. It just just you can't just. You can't do that. Yeah. There's like, no, I mean... There's no just beating up people. Yeah. Let, let's tack on hate crime. It absolutely is. It but absolutely it, like, is. Like, who the fuck do they think they are it, by any terms? Right. Right. You can't... You don't do that. Right. Um, well, and, what, and honestly... What if they, someone beat these, up somebody from their community? Right. They'd be the first to scream hate crime. <sighs> of course they would. And they'd be right. If someone yeah, be- no, they if, would. if someone yeah, no. if someone yeah. beats up a, G- a Jew and starts yelling kike, you know that's that they're yeah. they're right. That's a hate crime. Did you know you knew such words? I know all the words, <laughs> and I'm using them. Oh, uh, they're hate words, and and that's the, I mean that's part of how you know that this is a hate crime. Yeah. So the idea is so uh, yeah they faced up to these two faced up to 25 years in prison. There were there were many more uh, that were apparently involved, um, but these two both pleaded. Uh, so, so they pleaded guilty hmm. and got a plea deal um, where they avoid jail time in completely. What? Uh, they have to pay $1,400, which is nothing, in what? restitution and perform 150 hours of community service. Uh, $1,400? $1,400 in community service. Oh, you know. Now, here's the... Oh. here's What? Here's where it gets even... Shittier. Their community service is required to be in a, quote, culturally diverse placement, which they don't want. Okay, so these guys are getting off basically scot-free. And they're still fighting it. (laughs) So they they came back and they were like, okay, we'll do our community service for Chai Chai, I don't know how you pronounce it, C-H-A-I, Lifeline. Okay. Which is a group that works with Jewish children with life-threatening illnesses. Okay. Um, it's not the point. Not point. the point. Not culturally diverse. Not the point. They're just doing everything they can to avoid uh, actually having to deal These with people who are human beings. These are horrible people. I really think so. I, re- I mean, this is just... Uh, and, and, I th- and I just sort of... Yeah, I bring it up because... What the I don't. Fuck even, is wrong I, with I definitely don't I mean, blame is... religion for this, but I blame tribalism for this and insulation yeah. for this. Yeah, and religion can well, and cause their their brand, right? Of 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 Judaism is, as you said, is insular, closed is, off to the right. outside world. Right. You know? And when you do that, you breed hatred. You yeah. breed a lack of understanding and empathy. You breed Ugh. all sorts of stuff. So, Blah. anyway, yucky stuff. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. There you go. Well, I bet some members of that community are wishing that there was an online service available that allowed them to uh, basically not or uh, disaffiliate. Oh. Maybe not, though. They probably like it. Maybe. Who knows? But uh, in Norway, yeah. that, was a, that was a little transition. Man. You're segueing. Okay. We see. <laughs> we see. It was, it was clunky, but we made no, it. No, no, I'm here now, Dan. <laughs> okay, go. D- please, please. <laughs> allow me the space to tell my story. Um, th- so uh, the, um, the Church of Norway, which is Lutheran. Um, but this is the, the state, state church. church. It's, it's official. The state church. Okay. Uh, roughly three quarters of Norwegians technically belong to it, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, 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 they've been under a little bit of fire, uh, or they've taken some fire over the fact that they have had sort of shoddy record keeping, mm. right? And that that they're probably claiming a much larger membership than actually exists. Right. And this is important in a place like Norway, uh, where um, because it is an official church, there's money being channeled to it yeah. uh, based on their membership. Right. And so uh, they have uh, the church, the church of Norway set up this website where people are able to go on and say whether or not they actually are. Okay. Okay. And so it started with the database of who they thought was actually a member. Yeah. Uh, on the very first day that the site was active, they had they lost uh, ten thousand eight hundred fifty four people. <laughs> In the first twenty four hours, the site was was live. Uh, that number grew to fif- over fifteen thousand uh, over the course of the following few days. Uh, which is, I think, is where it kind of lies at the moment. Uh, and uh, the leading bishop of uh, the Norwegian churches, Helga Hogland, by, oh, I didn't know I was going down this road, Befuglian, uh said, we, are prepa- we were prepared for a significant number of resignations, and we have great respect for the individual's choice. These signals we take seriously. Our task will be to pass on the Christian message and to convey the important role that the church can have in people's lives. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but clearly I, I just think that the, that the whole thing is, uh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, because this is, this is how membership in churches should be determined in a modern era. Yeah. Put up your website, start with what you think you have and let people go on, look themselves up, Prove that their identity is real, that they're actually that person, and then uh, say whether they want to continue or get out of there. I think it's backwards. I think they should set up a site, and if you affiliate, you have to go. They have to just encourage all of their members to go and sign up and prove that they affiliate. Well, in this case, you're probably right, since there are, since it is an official church. Um, but you can see why they wouldn't want to set it up that way. Yeah, totally. Because there's a lot of money on the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a country of only five million people, that's uh, that's a lot of folks that they're losing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but that does leave like three point eight million people in the Norwegian church. Sure, but sure. you know, you know, but that's a, that's that's a pretty big I mean, that's a pretty big ex- exodus right there. 
In one day? In one day. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm guessing we have some listeners who are part of it. I hope so. Yeah. Please, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, continuing on with Lutheranism. Uh, Oh? Yeah, so uh, Lutherans, uh, as we know, uh, stemmed from almost exactly 500 years ago. (gasps) Really? Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses Mm. uh, to the castle church door, Mm -hmm. if you'll recall. Yeah, I I do. Yeah. so I yeah, recall. it was it, it was like literally next year on on October thirty first of next year, uh, twenty seventeen. It will be the five hundredth anniversary. Are we going to celebrate that? Oh, for sure. But I let think me we should. let me tell you how the Lutheran it's an uh, important moment in the history of like of religion, of religion in the West, right? You know. Well, let me tell you how the uh, the the Lutheran Church of the United States, one of the, the largest, so the largest uh, Lutheran denomination of the U.S has yeah. approved a declaration that says that there that quote there are no longer church dividing issues many or many of the points that uh Martin Luther had a problem with okay. with the Roman Catholic Church okay they're coming together are they seeking reconciliation yeah they're basically well i mean they're so they're, they're basically uh saying they're getting closer Getting closer. Well, there's still that whole clergy marrying thing, though. There's a lot of things that they. Uh, she's uh, so. This is a. Uh, is this a lady? There's a person. Who's this person? Um. Who are you? Anyway, uh, one. Yeah, presiding bishop Elizabeth A. Eaton. Now that's a problem right there. A woman who's a provi- presi- pre- presiding yeah. bishop. Well, maybe that's why the Pope's up too. Maybe you know, trying to get the women in with the deacon. Yeah, nonsense, yeah, yeah. You there know? you go. So anyway, she says, uh, though we have not yet arrived, we have claimed that we are, in fact, on the way to unity. This declaration on the way helps us to realize more fully our unity in Christ with our Catholic partners, but also serves to embolden our commitment. To unity with all Christians. What are they doing? I don't know. Is there something coming up next year? Are they going to announce on the 500th? On the fi- that we're all Catholics again. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Pope. Do, 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 do. Waving flags. That's really weird to me. Yeah. I've always thought of the Lutherans as, you know, sort of, I mean, aside from like Missouri Synod, which is crazy um <laughs> fairly benign yeah fairly benign they're they're not at, they're not the most sort of liberal but they're yeah they're not cuckoo crazy right i mean the, they realign with the catholics this is, i mean this was sort of the start of the the protestant movement so and it and, yeah. it, and it arose out of logical questioning so you'd think that they would be more uh reasonable as a group <laughs> but that was no no. That was 500 years ago, so yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We're not in Wittenberg, people. Well, Dan, yeah. if they do successfully join back up with the Catholic Church, uh, they'll have to deal with the likes of this uh, Catholic priest. Another fantastic segue, Dan. Boom. Um, Nailing it every <laughs> single time. Uh, there's a uh, bishop in Italy. Yeah. Uh, that has been observing this whole Pokemon Go thing mm. uh, with a bit of suspicion. Oh, yes. Um, he says, uh, well, he's 
He says that the game is diabolical <laughs> and, quote, a uh, totalitarian system like Nazism. Um. <laughs> huh? Please to explain? <laughs> this not make much sense to my brain. Uh, yeah. Well, he's, uh, his diocese is centered in uh, Noto. Uh, in Sicily. Okay. Um, and uh, apparently he's he's sort of, uh, he gets a little bit of press attention from time to time. Um, he, he he just says crazy shit okay. in the Italian press. Sure. It's like, yeah, sure, we'll quote you. Yeah. Uh, we'll write an article about how <laughs> that crazy thing you just said. Um, so he's, he's proposed a ban on the app um, to... Uh, preserve social stability the social st- stability of the men and women in his region um so he he says that the game has alienated thousands of young people right by getting them hooked on the monster hunting thing <laughs> right and uh he so there he has employed two lawyers who are um, pursuing legal action to shut the whole thing down. Wow. Uh, because of this, you know, serious, you know, ill on society that, that, that the Pokemon um, is inflicting. He's just he, bitter because he never caught a Snorlax. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it, it's interesting because he seems to think, right, because he's talking about this alienation of thousands of young people and blah, blah, blah. He seems to think that these young people were somehow not already alienated from from the what church he's or, all about. Yeah, you know, like there are like this is not the reason why no. young Italians m- aren't going to church. This game has been around for what a month, less than a month. Yeah, like, and this is the cause. You can't claim alienation <laughs> after a month. You can claim distraction at best. Right, because who knows what's going to happen. Do they call it Pokemon Andare? I don't think no. That's not the <laughs> Italian way. I'm sure it's Pokemon Go. Um, but um, the, the the article actually pivoted to an interesting little detail right at the end, mm. which is also fascinating. Uh, apparently, there's a um, um, some upscale coastal resort um, in. Uh, well, it's a five-star hotel in Forte de Armi. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that is. Um, but so it's this, you know, super posh place. And the CEO of the hotel has said that they're seeing billionaires, sheiks, emirs, their wives and children, Russian oligarchs and Italian industrialists hunting virtual creatures in the swimming pool <laughs> or in corridor or reception areas. I love it. And so they seem to be very concerned. You I, know, I about, don't blame about, them. About Pokemon. I don't blame them. Let me tell you something. If you go to Temple Square in downtown Salt Lake City now, uh-huh. I, I promise you this is true. Anytime, day or night, but mostly in the evening, you will f- see two groups of people. One group trying to get their bridal pictures done, and another group running around yelling, there's a Golduck over there, and blah, 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 and like literally, it is all Pokemon all the time. It is the best place to go in Salt Lake City uh, it, for, for Pokemon, 
there's all of these pokey stops and people yeah. put up all the lures and so like huh. it's just constant and the little park across the street from uh the city creek park or city, the, the the one that's got the mormon statue young park yeah the okay. little the little thing that's always flush with pokemoners oh, I've, I've driven on state street and seen a ton of activity i didn't put two and two together that that's what was going it's on. so funny there's, Temple there's, Square has not seen this many people like for a long time, and none of them are looking at the temple. None of them are reading anything about the temple. None gonna, of them are doing anything. It's go. You need to go, Frank. Well, I'm going to be downtown this afternoon. The, tem- anyway, the temple so. itself is a Pokemon gym. Uh, no, it's not. Space Jesus is a Pokestop. It's amazing. So you have people running into the, into the Space Jesus room? Just to get the no, because you can you can be outside of oh, it okay. and still get it. Okay. I don't think anybody's going into any of the like things. I, they're just playing Pokemon. <laughs> did you go play Pokemon there? I did. You did? Yeah, I love it. It's, you love Pokemon? I love Pokemon Go. Poke, I, Pokemon. I, I know I should be embarrassed about it as a forty-one-year-old man, but yeah, you just turned forty-one too, Dan. I did. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, happy birthday, Dan. Yeah. There you go. 41. I know. You're almost there. So, no, I'm still a ways off. Like, I'm like full weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it just seems, such, just seems like you're such you a young man. so much older than me right now. You're such a young man. It's, it's really remarkable. Well, it's what you're sensing is the wisdom that I have that, mm. that you lack. That's mm. what you're, that's what you're sensing. That's what you're picking up on. I don't know, Dan. Anyway, I'm going to move on to uh, to Louisiana, where there is, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, there's some flooding that's been happening in Louisiana. Yeah. It's been horrific. Yeah. It's been uh, it's awful. Uh, a horrific thing. Uh, there's also been a delightful little flood of schadenfreude uh, for one particular flood victim. What? Um, the Family Research Council is a uh, Christian group that uh, is good at doing... The standard Christian-y things like hating on gays and stuff. Okay. Um, They're uh, uh, one of the one of their leaders, uh, Tony Perkins. Mm. Uh, This is a guy who who uh, has agreed with things like the idea that Hurricane Joaquin, uh, which devastated the Bahamas. Oh yeah, uh, was was a sign of God's wrath uh, against against abortion See, and yeah. uh, same sex marriage. Totally agree. With All this of guy. that sort of thing. Yes. Well, what is it a sign of when his house is destroyed and flooding by a natural disaster? You know, you know, you, you mean that thing that in his insurance policy is called an act of God? An act of God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, 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 what's God trying to tell you now, Tony? Because uh, before, God was telling us all about how bad the queers are. So now, yeah. if your house gets destroyed, what's yeah. that about? What have you been up to? What are you what doing, are you Tony? Doing in your house? He, uh, yeah, so hmm. there you go. He says, he was quoted as saying, uh, this is a flood of, I would have to say, near biblical proportions. Yeah. By the way, if you know of the main flood referenced in the Bible, it's nowhere near that nothing biblical in the proportion at all but it feels biblical it feels like it to him you're the one going through it dan it feels biblical right he says this is unlike anything we've seen before it's a matter of picking up the pieces Mm. yeah so uh 
There you go. Uh, that's a. I say that's a chicken coming home to roost for that guy. Yeah, it's the pot calling the kettle black. Something like that. It's yeah. You can't. It's, uh, but again, he claims that this is a that uh, this flood has been sent as a quote incredible, encouraging spiritual exercise to take you to the next level in your walk with an almighty and gracious God who does all things well, <laughs> including destroying his home. Right. So, <laughs> so when it happens to to brown people, right, then. It's it's punishment for the queers. Right. When it happens to him, it's a learning experience. It's, it's an opportunity <laughs> to learn. To to marvel <laughs> at the power and majesty of God. Oh, God is so good that he wrecked all my shit. <laughs> I, what, what a lovely, le- what a beautiful learning experience this is. Of course, enriching to this guy. Soul. Of course, what he's going to do is probably parlay it into a way to make more money. He'll, well, he'll write some book or something. Well, and also he'll get donations from people who are like, oh, that poor man. Oh, yeah. That poor man. Yeah. God, God wants me to donate. Tony's Flood. Tony's Flood. Yeah. He should have built an ark. It, yeah. You know, it, if I, he was a really godly man, God would have told him to build an ark. He would have had his stuff. <laughs> he would have known. Safe and sound. He would have known it was coming, you know. <laughs> couple hundred years ago right so exactly you have the time to build it to pull together all the resources yeah to build an and to gather all of the indigenous species of louisiana mm-hmm. In two, two of every kind two of every kind except for the ones that they eat right Isn't that and, how it and seven of every kind actually except for the unclean ones that's what it as is as was as was pointed out to yeah, us yeah 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 Anyway, uh, or seven pairs of every kind. Uh, anyway, if you uh, have, if if you want to shame us for for uh, taking delight in a man's tragedy, uh, you can do so by writing into us podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash tgi atheist. All right, we're going to play some audio for you. Yeah, we're going to listen to Sandy Rios uh, talking mm. about... You, you remember, Frank, that the Target, the Target store? Mm-hmm. I hate, Love it. I hate saying Target. Why yeah, did why, I do that? I, that was awful, Dan. Boo. Are you a... I boo me. I'm <laughs> booing my own self. Are you a middle-class housewife? <laughs> I, upper middle-class housewife who... Uh, I am. Likes to slum it. Uh, at, and pretend that it's at Target. super chic. Anyway, uh, Target, uh, if you'll recall, made it a, a, a national policy that uh, anyone could use the bathroom that they feel corresponds with their gender, not that not that other people would say corresponds with their gender. So trans people are welcome to use the bathroom that corresponds with their actual gender, not just the one that they were assigned at birth. Um uh, and they got a huge backlash from the Christian right who was like, because it's terrifying. It's I am awful. not going to walk into a restroom with a trans man. There's a, what at, if I let my 12 year old well. girl go into the, the women's room and I think she's safe. And there's some man in there dressed up like a girl who wants to just molest her. That's that's the big concern. That, uh, that right there would be alarming. Yeah. That would be alarming. Right. 
That's not what it is. That's not what it is. So anyway, let's listen to the audio. Anyway, so she's she's she has concerns about they've they've had they've got a boycott going. She's got concerns about the boycott. It might not work. And here's the thing, Alex. It isn't just about Target. It really isn't. Uh, this happened concurrent, you know, with the North Carolina law. Just simply said that people should use a bathroom that comports with their physiology. If we do not keep the pressure on Target, this will quickly. We know how major corporations are. They are scared to death of anything that isn't politically correct. This will spread like wildfire. We will not be able to go to the bathroom anywhere. You know, Alex, and so that's why we're, we need, in fact, if people are listening and they haven't joined the boycott yet, you can go to ASA.net, ASA.net, and sign your name, and most importantly, stop shopping at Target until they correct this, until they correct it completely. And what's at stake here, Alex, is all the other, again, companies around the world that are in this country that will just cave. They just will. They're not going to be able to use a bathroom anywhere. <laughs> Where will they poop? They'll have to get like those little porto, you know, chemical toilets and just put it in the back of their their, their giant SUVs. Yeah, exactly. And uh it used to be an 8 passenger, but now it's a 7 passenger and a toilet. <laughs> That's so we had to do it. We can't it slosh was around a bit, but we but we had to. We had nowhere to poop. I didn't know never, where to I didn't know what else to do. You never know who's gonna be in the bathroom. <laughs> it might it might be someone I don't understand. And then what? Some woman trying to get a look at my willy. <laughs> Wait, but I thought you've been spending your whole life trying to get women to look at your willy. But not when it's no, not when they're thinking they're a man, and I don't. It just it makes me so confused. Oh my god! Well, oh, we, these poor these poor people. You know, God, I seriously. Someday it will be just easy to be trans. It'll just be fine, and yeah. nobody, the world will just accept you, and it's it'll be like this celebrated, like no big deal thing, right? But until then, oh my god, you. Poor trans people, I feel so deeply for you. Because what a bunch of bullshit you have to go through for nothing, for yeah. n- for no good reason. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, to have, to have, to have processed the your identity yeah. right? and to understand who you are, right? Yeah. And have gone through the pain of coming out to your family and friends, potential pain. Sure. Probably, let's face it, probably pain. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then just have a bunch of dicks everywhere. Just everywhere. It's, you have to live up to our standards. You have to do the blah, blah, blah. I mean, and we all have to sort of deal with people who want us to live up to their standards, uh, but, yeah, but not, not like that. Not, not that kind of stuff. Oh, I feel Fights so... about restrooms. It's just the most absurd thing. I mean, it's just... Just let people pee. I'd like to remind some of, uh, some of these people that there are gay men in the men's room. Yeah. And that there are lesbians in the ladies' rooms. Right. And that should have them completely like like up in arms well or <laughs> if you can if you sort of just put yourself in there like if i mean or i would love for somebody to explain to me why that doesn't make them crazy right 
Exactly. Because you would think with their stupid limited understanding of the world and of gender and of sexuality and la-di-da, right? Right. That that would have them completely flummoxed. You would think. And then there's the actual problem of there are child molesters who are actually child molesters who are allowed to use the bathroom. Yeah. Well, there's that too, yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. That's the one you should be concerned about. There are guys who have gotten out of jail for molesting children, for molesting boys. Yeah. And they're in the public bathroom. But you're worried about a trans person. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, Dan. Yeah. I'm really scared to use a restroom now. Well, but that's just because you have... you have. It just sounds like they're filled with just... Anyone. And it's like it's almost like anyone can just go into a public restroom. <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, we were talking earlier about the whole um the the need for just the whole unisex concept. Mm. Right? Where it's mm-hmm. just single unisex bathrooms. We need to just well, I believe in that as a good solution. I mean sure. Ultimately people need to just like get their panties untwisted. But But everybody but yeah, I mean nice private little water closet. I would, I'm all about that. Yeah. I hate public restrooms. I use them. Right. Because I got to go all the time. Sure. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's better. We'll, we'll see how it all plays out. It's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. All right, I'm moving on because I'm getting mad. Um, we had some people email us. We had some folks write into us. Uh, this comes from W in Germany, who's, who writes, Hi, Frank and Dan, just to comment on Philadelphia being the, quote, city of brotherly love. That's something that I brought up in one of our oh, yeah, recent episodes. Because yeah. uh, I, had, I had discovered that that was the meaning of the, of the phrase, of the word. Uh, but W writes, The first cities called Philadelphia were named after the Greek-slash-Egyptian king Ptolemy II. Uh, Ptolemy II Philadelphos, some 2,300 years ago. He gained his nickname Philadelphos by marrying his full sister Arsinoe, 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 uh, Arsinio, Arsinio Hall. Um, <laughs> although this was quite customary in Egypt, Ptolemy II and his sister, for that matter, were of Greek descent. So his Greek subjects rewarded him with the name Ptolemy, the one who loves his sibling, as Adelphia can refer to both brother or sister. Uh, so this didn't keep him from celebrating his marriage by using his, this nickname to name or rename cities in his realm. So, although surely not intended by William Penn, a more precise translation of Philadelphia would be incest city. Yay! Uh, I thought that was cute. <laughs> the city of brotherly love. And sisterly love. The city mm-hmm. of sibling lust. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, we also had a Kyle write in, uh, Kyle said, uh, I wanted to comment on your discussion, uh, about Utah always voting Republican. The reason a lot of deep red states, uh, have only been red since the sixties is due to the Democrat, Democrat Republican ideology swap in the yep. 1960s. Mm-hmm. At that time, a lot of conservatives fled the democratic party when Lyndon Johnson signed the civil rights act of 1964. Oh yeah. What? They didn't like that? Weird. Southern Democrats? Southern, yeah, exactly. The Southerners didn't take kindly to uh, black folk getting rights and shit. So there you go. Uh, and the Democratic Party added civil rights to the party's platform. Johnson was quoted as saying, I think we just delivered the South to the Republican Party for a long time to come. Yeah. 
The night after he signed the act, this ideology swap is why modern day. Uh, oh, the night after he signed the act, this ideology swap is why modern day Republicans can claim that they freed the slaves, <laughs> and that the KKK was made up of Democrats. As an independent, I vote for the person who makes the most sense, uh, and not by party affiliation. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but you, but Utah's a a, a a distinctly different case. Oh yeah. Utah's weird, though. Yeah, Utah the whole thing's just just it's you, a little wacky. Do you think you might understand it because it's a red state, right? You think you might know what's here, and, and you think you know, it makes sense. There's re- it's a religious state, and blah blah blah. It's just weird. It's, it's own U- brand. Utah used to be a, a democratic state, but they switched for a different reason. It wasn't. I don't think it was. I don't think. I don't know. I would have to do more uh, research, but I don't think it was the the. The uh, Civil Rights Act. That, well, that race made wasn't a huge issue here, was it? Well, it I mean, play, it wouldn't. Have, but it wouldn't have played. It wouldn't have the way played in the same stopped. way, right? Exactly. The the history is very different. I'm sure somebody knows. They should let us know. Yeah, somebody knows. Hmm. Anyway, there you go. Uh, we had a caller in, didn't we? We do. Someone called in. Uh, so yeah, let's listen to a voicemail. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is John from right in the middle of the Bible Belt, West Georgia. I just outed myself as an atheist at my work, which is a construction slash engineering firm. And, uh, yeah, things are a little awkward now. Thank you for having a podcast every week. It really helps me. I listen to it at work. You and some of the other atheist podcasts, are the, you know, you just keep me sane. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work and have a good one. Thanks for the call, John. Yeah. Sorry you're in Georgia and an atheist. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> No. Well, that's not the right take on that. Uh, well, he did something really, you know. He did something brave and awesome. Yeah. And and if if you're in a position where you're willing to accept that, it's an important thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, you know, when you and I drove through uh, the South, we, it's, it's just, it's not easy being an atheist in the South. Let's just face it. No, that is no. Not, we, heard, we heard that from everyone that we met up. That right. is just not an easy thing yeah. to to live with. So uh, yeah. we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, and let if, us, and let us know how things develop. And if if our dopey little show is remotely helpful to anybody, then God bless. That's uh, <laughs> very happy. To hear I that. find it hard to believe that we're helpful, <laughs> but. Um, our, our ramblings are, on. Are you are you are you denying John? Well, no. Yeah, well, John. He, he says it's helpful. I believe him. Yeah, I just don't understand. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll do what we can. We'll continue to do it. If okay. It, anyway, uh, do we have uh, some donors? Some people have donated. We have new to patrons. the cause. They uh, these new patrons on Patreon now have access to a commercialless version of the show. You too can uh, be a patron and get the same thing. Right. Uh, so I would like to thank James and this is a new name for me. Brussel. Okay. That's, that's the pronunciation I finally settled on. <laughs> it's B-R-U-S-L-E. Brussel. Brussel. Brazel. Anyway, thank, thank you so much uh, for, for your donation.
So. Yes. The Lamanites. Mm. Uh, if you're not familiar, ladies and germs, with the term Lamanite, uh, that's understandable because most of you probably weren't Mormon like Frank and I were yeah. at one point. Uh, but Mormonism has, uh, as it has as its foundational document, the Book of Mormon, mm. uh, and that is a book in which uh, the the origins of the native peoples to these. Americas mm. are explained. Mm. Um, back when Joe Smith was writing in the 1830s, uh, in, in the early 1800s, um, the, the, there was much conjecture as to where, as, as to as to the origin of of the peoples who were. Where did here. these people come from? What is what is going it's on? It's not really. Here? I mean, clearly, this land was intended for us white people, right? So where did all these, you know, where did all these people come from? Right. It was already decorated with some cute people. So uh, where, where are they from? Uh, so the, the answer came uh, to, to Joe Smith in the form of uh, golden plates given to him oh, by God, God, which told the story of, uh, of Jews, hmm. native uh, Jerusalemites who had... <laughs> Crossed the ocean on a magic boat uh, yeah. that they built yep. that made it all the way across the ocean yeah. <clears throat> to the Americas, and they uh, and they they started the peoples of the Americas, <clears throat> and well, that's how you get the the natives. Yeah, uh, they were called so the Mormons called them Lamanites after uh, their progenitor Laman. Who was the bad guy? Yeah, in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, so he was the, uh, the original bad guy. So yes, the 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 darkness, the brownness of their skin, uh, reflects the badness of the people. Yeah, well, yeah, they were bad. They That's were cursed and marked with darkness. Clearly, rather than being white and delightsome, right. like us good European folk, <laughs> which is the way that God intended people to be. Right. Yeah, darkness is bad. Uh, we this, learned this is what they believe. This is they they don't say it that way anymore. No, but it's, it's inferred. It's still there. It's still there. Uh, they did change the wording. It no longer says white and delightsome. It says light and delightsome. Right or right? Or, no, pure. pure. I think it's gone to pure now. Pure, pure and delightsome. And delightsome. So lightness equals purity, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, that too. Anyway, there's a new. Here's so so. What got me thinking about this is that there's a lawsuit that's happening um, mm -hmm. by some uh, some Navajo. It, it's actually b being uh, tried right now in Navajo tribal court. Uh, oh, OK. Um, alleging sexual abuse uh, in a program uh, by, by, a, by a, uh, four current plaintiffs. Um, in a pro program that was alternately known as the Lamanite Placement Program or the Indian uh, Placement Program or the Indian Student Placement Program. Right. right. Uh, this was a program that uh, was started back in the 1940s by the, by the LDS Church, by the Mormon Church. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, it's a program that has a lot of uh, controversy surrounding it. Yes, because here's here's the here's the deal. They took Indian kids, they took uh, Native American kids uh -huh. from the homes uh, from their Native American homes. Yes, and placed them with white families 
to get them an education. Right. Um, this was something they weren't kidnapping. One, no. we should the be par- clear. The parents were involved. The parents were in this uh, decision. The, the parents uh, 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 participated in this. Right. The parents ag- agreed to this. And in uh, my understanding, in most cases, the 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 young people would go and live in this you know white Mormon household right. for the school year, and then they would go back home right for the summer. In the meantime, though, of course, they were getting they, they were subjected to the concept. I mean, the basic overriding concept of this was sort of we can let's let's be generous and give them the benefits of whiteness, uh, which was which and, and, and of Mormonness and of Mormonness. Right. Uh, so like theoretically, they had to be Mormon, but a lot of them weren't Mormon. A lot of these kids so, and they sometimes were baptized, sometimes against the or without the well, permission of well they they weren't they 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 were invited to a swimming party that did happen on occasion <laughs> yes literally there were there was at least one occasion where they were invited to a swimming party and then someone was mumbling some words and dunking them in the water and then suddenly they were baptized yeah uh but yeah most of the mostly it wasn't sort of guerrilla style baptisms but it was completely uh, geared toward uh, weaning them off of the barbarian uh, uh, customs of these oh, yeah. of these horrible red men. Rightly so, Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, white is better, and all things associated with being white are obviously better. And that's that was sort of the predominant theory of this program. I really hope that that little clip's never taken out of context. Yes, I do too. <laughs> but believe me, if people want to take our shit out of context, they can find <laughs> plenty of horrible things. I mean, I've already said uh, some awful words on this show, so you know, there you go. Uh, Spencer W. Kimball is was the pre- president of the Mormon Church when I was a lad, mm-hmm. um, but before that. He he was already an apostle in 1943. Do you realize that? Really? Yeah. Apostle of the Mormon Church and was called to uh to a very special position. He was to watch after the Indians in all the world. Oh. Uh, he was really? yeah, George Albert Smith who was then the president of the church uh gave him that special assignment cuz he was from southeastern Arizona. Oh. Um where there are a lot of native what Americans. A special calling. Yeah, so he kind of helmed the project uh, of. <laughs> That's what he determined the Lord wanted. Whitening up the uh, yeah. the engines, and Clearly. so he, uh, yeah, he is terrible. Basically, he, um, yeah, he 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 was the one who had a quotation about how, as he watched the kids learning from their white adopted families, they uh, he could actually see their skin getting whiter. Oh no, I've I've seen that before. Oh yeah. Oh no, it happens all the time. <laughs> because the because that was at a time when they unabashedly when they didn't hide at all from the 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 doctrine that dark skin was a curse from God. Oh yeah. yeah. So like you would you would say yeah you can see it you can see it happening, <laughs> uh in in these in these beautiful over the course of an afternoon really right. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so gross. So anyway, yeah, now there's this lawsuit that's happening uh, where the the LDS church is being sued uh, 
because they didn't protect these kids. And apparently they were alerted. The church was alerted to uh, the problem of some of these kids getting molested. Right. And uh, did nothing. Or at least that is what is alleged in the lawsuit. Right. I think it's kind of delightful. I I almost I'm guessing that it's pretty uh, that it's just kind of egregious. But they are they have uh, they they are demanding a deposition from the president of the Mormon Church, kind Tom, of Tommy Monson, Thomas S. Monson, the the Pope of Mormonism. They want him to take the stand to have yeah. to be deposed. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. The LDS Church has some pretty uh, pretty high powered lawyers. Who, yeah, are, who are probably well, going to be I'm, able to sidestep that one? If any indication, or if 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 Thomas Monson's recent performances at General Conference are any indication of where he's at and sort of his it, his mental acuity, his mental acuity with how old he yeah, is and everything. He's, they uh, say he like word on the street is that he's pretty senile at this point. Yeah, I don't uh, think he knows what's going on. Uh, they're claiming the the lawsuit is claiming that he would have unique personal knowledge uh, of the case itself, or or of the program, and that he should also have knowledge as president of the church that others well, wouldn't have. Well, Monson was uh, he's been an apostle a really long time, and he was a member of the the, the first presidency mm-hmm. back in the seventies. Was is he that really when he was called in? For a long, long, long yeah, time. Yeah, he, he's been around the, the top, top, top echelons of the church for right. a very long time. Yeah. But anyway. And so there you go. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, we, we'll try and keep you updated if anything interesting happens. But I just sort of, I just want, the reason that I, I wanted to talk about it was just that I wanted to talk about this lovely program that they had. It's, so lovely. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Welcome to assimilation, I guess, was was the thing. <laughs> Resistance is futile. You know, it's interesting. My dad even, I like, you know, my dad was around in Utah during much of this time, and I think he knew some people who had taken in some Indian children and stuff. And he, he, he was, con- you know, I, I would talk about the racist elements of it, and he, but he was pretty conflicted, and a lot of people are conflicted, and it's understandable because these, a lot of these kids would not have gotten an education. Would not have gotten opportunity. It isn't if it hadn't been for this program. It's not. It's not as easy as just dismissing it as a racist program, right? Because there, there were these. Might, there were yeah. kids that were placed. That you know, these parents were willful, willingly giving up their kids to this program because they wouldn't be able to offer the education that the kids were going to get, right? And that's how it was being sold to them. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, hey, we need to keep these kids like fully indoctrinated in the church. Right. Right. Or or we're trying to, you know, or or yeah, it was about the education. Right. So, so you know, you know, my my uh I'm not sure if because so my my sister, I almost said my wife's first husband. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I couldn't get the word out of my mouth. Um so my sister's first husband what is Native American? Uh huh. Well, he's First Nations because he's Canadian, right? And uh, he—I don't know if it was specifically this program, but he had a similar experience of being taken off the reservation mm. and uh, living with a, a Mormon family in Calgary. Right? Yeah, and I—I uh, I, I guarantee you, as part of this, 
it I seems mean, like it would have been the last student. Some, some the last student uh, left this program in the year two thousand. Oh, so dear God! It has it has kept up for a long oh. time. Technically, it has not been disbanded. It just isn't in use anymore. <laughs> the program. Hmm. It just sort of stopped. Huh. Fizzled. Yeah. Yeah, well, more of a whimper than a bang, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, but it's been around since the 40s. Uh, and frankly, even people who participated in it, you know, they'll talk, a, a lot of them talk about like, yeah, I don't feel the connection to my roots that I wish I did. I don't feel the connection to my, to mm. my people that I wish I did. Yeah. But I'm grateful for the education. And, you know, so a lot of them are still very faithful Mormons. And, right. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I tell you. Huh. Very, very interesting stuff. Huh. All right. Anyway, uh, it, there you go. If you guys have any uh, anything that you'd like to say about this, any comments you'd like to make uh, about programs like Unto This, uh, I'm sure that there are many. Uh, please write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. And go to the Facebook page and check out what uh, Mackenzie's up to over there. That's facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. All right. And if you'd like to maybe see us live. Oh, we needed to. Yes, absolutely. We need to remember this. Next week uh, on Sunday, the 28th uh, of August... Uh, Frank and I will be will be doing a show from Salt Lake Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Oasis, the restaurant. That is uh, Oasis, um, the sort the, of the humanist Sunday meetup. Yes, exactly. The Godless Church. It's church for us, I guess. You can find them at saltlakeoasis.org and uh, and come and uh, and meet up we'll meet us and uh, and hear a show live and see see how we do it and all that sort of thing. So we welcome you if you're in the Salt Lake area or if you just want to come, you know, from wherever. Yeah, show up. <laughs> we'll right. see you there. Okay. Thanks to Mackenzie for the uh, hard work that she does on the Facebook page and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Right. Uh, who will be performing with us actually oh, at the Oasis? True. So that's pretty neat. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for uh, for tuning in. Uh, we sure do appreciate your listening. Bye. Bye.